know what to eat but find yourself not eating it. Perhaps you've been on diets and off again and just wonder why you can't stick to them. The Eating For You podcast, hosted by me, Sally-Ann Pisk, will show you what's been missing so you can enjoy a healthier way of eating that lasts. Hi, Sally-Ann with you today to explore well-being as it's World Wellbeing Week. During the past few weeks whilst enjoying my working holiday, I have become ever more aware of what boosts my well-being and what detracts from it. I have also observed many people from all over the world as they have made varying lifestyle choices and I have wondered whether they realised that many of the choices detract from experiences of well-being. During this time, I have also reflected on why is it that we even need a World Wellbeing Week. With all the information about wellness, especially since COVID-19, why is it that we are not making our own well-being and that of our planet a priority? I'm not aiming to address all of these diverse factors that contribute to well-being today. Rather, I'm encouraging you to take time to assess where you are on the well-being continuum for you right now. And most importantly, what can you do to boost your well-being? What I have learned from working with people for over 30 years in nutrition and health is that too often the effort put into well-being isn't rewarded with the results that you want. And I'm going to highlight some opportunities to get off the dieting roller coaster in this episode, which I am sure you would agree has a negative impact on well-being. Let's start with what I thought was a simple question. What is well-being? Yes, it is a simple question, but the answer is somewhat more complex. To the point, some experts in this field say there is no agreed definition of well-being. The very basic definition is a state of health and happiness. Well-being is when we feel happy healthy, connected with others, our community and our environment, and we feel that our life is purposeful. Our experience of well-being comes from our thoughts, actions and experiences. Fortunately, these are things we can control. And if you feel that you are not in control, then there are skills and strategies to change your outlook to a more positive and purposeful one. Make sure you obtain the right guidance for this though, so you can get the results you are looking for. And if you feel that you are not in control of your eating, or you've been trying to get a healthier way of eating that lasts, then you're most welcome to join me in a free 45 minute call. And if I can help you, I will outline a plan for you. Every aspect of your life influences your state of well-being. And researchers investigating happiness have found the following 10 factors enhance a person's well-being. A happy, intimate relationship with a partner, a network of close friends, having an enjoyable and fulfilling career, having enough money, moving regularly, participating in exercise, eating in a way that supports you nutritionally, having enough sleep, holding spiritual or religious beliefs, participating in fun hobbies and leisure pursuits, having a healthy self-esteem, 
an optimistic outlook, setting realistic and achievable goals, having a sense of purpose and meaning, a sense of belonging, and the ability to adapt to change and living in a fair and democratic society. These 10 factors are determinants of well-being as they lead to an increase or decrease in well-being. And if we revisit the results of research in blue zone communities where people live well and independently into their 90s and 100s, you will see some overlap here. The research has identified nine lifestyle habits that are common in blue zones. Move naturally in day-to-day -day life through walking and gardening, having a purpose, otherwise described as why I wake up in the morning. This alone can add on an extra seven years of life expectancy. Setting up routines to reduce stress or downshift, such as prayer, remembering ancestors, taking a nap, or meeting with friends for happy hour. The 80% rules means to stop eating before your stomach is full. This 20% difference is the difference between losing or gaining weight or maintaining a healthier weight. People in blue zones eat their smallest meal in the afternoon or early evening and then they don't eat anything else for the rest of the day. The food eaten has a plant slate, beans including flavour, soy and lentils are the staple of most centenarian meals. Wine at five isn't a component in all communities and wine is always limited to one to two small glasses per day and it's always shared with friends and or with food. This doesn't mean you can save up all the glasses for the weekend. Only five out of 263 centenarians interviewed did not belong to a faith-based community. Attending faith-based services four times a month has been shown to add anywhere between four to 14 years onto your life. And loved ones come first. This is a motto of successful centenarians. Aging parents and grandparents live nearby and they commit to a life partner and children are given time and love. Being part of the right tribe is being part of a social network that supports healthy behaviours. I share more about the research outcomes from Blue Zone communities in a popular blog post and I've shared this link with this episode's notes. So, can you alter your state of well-being? Very simple answer is yes. And researchers tend to break well-being down to five main types and this will give you a snapshot of what skills might be of greatest benefit to you right now. The first one is emotional well-being and this is enhanced by managing stress, building resilience, boosting self-love and cultivating emotions that lead to good feelings. Number two, physical well-being is your ability to improve the functioning of your body through a healthy lifestyle that suits you. And sleep, movement and nutrition are key components here. Social well-being comes from having meaningful relationships with others and includes your ability to communicate and maintain a support network that helps you overcome 
any feelings of isolation and loneliness. Number four, workplace well-being is having the ability to enjoy your chosen vocation. Some of us, like myself, pursue our life purpose through our work to gain meaning, contentment and happiness. Financial security also has an impact on well-being. And number five, societal well-being comes from you participating in a thriving community. This might be culturally based or you might have interests in environmental concerns. And whilst researchers like to separate the different types of well-being, these five types all interrelate. But they are useful as a guide to see where your life might be out of balance at the moment. It is not uncommon to invest in physical health and not feel happy. Or you might love your job or retirement activities, but not have time for regular movement or to take proper care of your diabetes. To experience an ultimate sense of well-being, we need to consider health and happiness together, hand in hand. And if you'd love some free guidance with taking care of healthier eating, then book in for a free 45-minute Foundations Mindful Eating call. The link is with this episode's notes. So, if you want to improve your well-being, how long might it take to see some positive results? When you adopt techniques that have been proven by research, you can start to feel better within five weeks. But you must adopt this way of life for good. If you stop when you feel good and return to your old habits, then your well-being will take a nosedive. And if this cycle of introducing healthier choices, falling back into old habits continues, your efforts to feel better will actually backfire. In fact, you may feel personally defeated and too often ladies I speak with have been on the dieting roller coaster for decades. They express that they carry self-blame, guilt, self-loathing and they feel like a failure. So the very focus on weight to improve your health ends up worsening your experience of health and well-being. And this is why Eating For You is based on proven mindfulness techniques so you can create a way of eating and living that you can maintain. Because the focus on weight has a negative impact on self-esteem and well-being, I have created a new webinar, especially for this week, called Don't Wait for Wellbeing. In the live and free webinar, I will be sharing the secret to changing your eating habits for good, and it's not a diet. What's required to remove the confusion and overwhelm about what to eat without focusing on food or the number on the scales. And how to be empowered to move forward with your knowledge of knowing what nourishes you to confidently doing it with ease. But really, the webinar is about boosting your well-being wherever you are right now without focusing on your weight or a diet. The webinar is happening on Thursday, the 29th of June at 7pm Sydney, Australia time. And the registration link is included with this episode's notes. Now, if you cannot attend at that time or you're listening after the event has passed, I've also included a link for you to register for VIP invites 
to future webinars. Want to boost your well-being but not sure where to start? I understand that you may not know where to start as there are many different aspects to well-being. Having a personalised plan is the first step. This way you can get the skills you need to make you feel better, healthier and happier. If you know that your well-being is currently being negatively impacted by your eating habits or relationship with food, then I do recommend you joining me in a free 45-minute call. If I can help you, then I will outline a plan for you. If your well-being area of concern is not related to food and eating habits, then I suggest you have a talk with your doctor and get a plan in place. The links to my free planning call, as well as the links I mentioned for the Don't Wait for Wellbeing webinar and future webinars, are included with this episode's notes. Thanks for listening, and I look forward to sharing with you again next week. If you have enjoyed this episode, then please share the link on your Facebook or Instagram page. You have been listening to the Eating For You podcast with Sally Ann Pisk, ready to ditch diets and receive support for a lifelong way of eating. Then join me in a free 45-minute Foundations Mindful Eating call. The booking link is included with this episode's notes.